0: I'm Lash Soon. Hi everyone. <laughs> I'm also known as Aishman and I'm a drag performer and I work also as a human rights lawyer. So the reason that I do drag um, and how I started drag was I started I've always been doing drag all of us have in some form or the other I feel. Um, when I was young I would dress up as goddesses and like you know mythological characters and also you know like i would love to dance to bollywood numbers like you know every other queer kid um wearing my mother's dupatta or sari or something like that so i think that was also drag but uh when it comes to like proper proper whatever you want to call it if you want to call it proper drag that started in 2017 onwards i was hugely inspired by the show rupaul's drag race and that kind of like gave me the philip the push to kind of explore this Because before that, I did not know about it as much. Um, But after watching it, I felt like, you know, there was always this, uh, you know, femininity which I carry within myself. And I was always scared to, like, express it because I thought it would lead to bullying and harassment and whatnot. So when I finally watched that show, it just made me feel like, you know, your femininity can be very, very powerful. And, like, all those things which society can, like, you know, bully you for, like... um, they can become like you know your armor and they can become things that you're proud of and you don't need to hide them so that is the reason why i started and i felt like you know i finally found my tribe when i watched the show because i felt like i never felt very connected to the queer community before that like i never saw myself as one of the musly gays or like you know like the general representation of what the community was at that point of time But seeing these people who were so creative and they were like, you know, they had such moving stories and they were just so talented. Like, you know, that's, that's what drew me to them. And it felt like, okay, this is what I was missing all my life. And then when I finally found my own community, like, you know, um, my drag sisters, you know, when I first met Beta, for example, um, it was, it was like, you know, finding that solidarity again, that tribe again. So, so the reason why I continue to do drag is basically it's 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 my creative outlet. And I also do it because I feel that sense of community when I do it. Like, you know, when I'm backstage, when I'm just getting ready with my drag sisters, I just don't feel lonely in that moment. I feel like I'm part of something bigger or something like that. So that is the reason why I do drag. And that has been like very succinctly put my drag journey Yeah.
1: All right. Well put. In fact, um, I really like that I'm going to walk here because I'm in a farm and surrounded by the, the beasts. Um, I really like also that you have a very emotional angle through your art form, right? Like how you started and all of it comes from a place of emotion leading to self-expression. And I, I would like to start my introduction that way as well. Some kind of resonance that I feel. Um... Just like like you had mentioned, Lush. um, For a very long time, there was this otherness, right? This um, weird feeling of, yeah, not really belonging and not really looking like everyone else or feeling Mm -hmm. inside, you know. um, Not a lot of representation as well in media to uh, sort of feel like, hey, yeah, okay, I'm probably like this or probably like that. Um, So drag for me as well started with um, RuPaul's Drag Race, in fact. I saw one episode with Willem on it, and uh, Willem is still yeah. my favorite drag queen because of yeah. just, yeah, uh, she's just really out there and very, very outspoken about things, right? Um, to me, it was fantastic to see individuals go beyond gender, to go beyond form, right? To be a certain way out of drag. But then do whatever magic they could do uh, with makeup and structure to to look completely different. So that was that's what pulled me into all of this. And um, drag for me is transformation. You know, it it, it could just be um, for a picture. It could be for a show. But in that in that time, there's some magic that happens. You know, from it, it's. From the second one puts on uh, a certain, I don't know if it's a, a padded bra or one. so the second someone puts on uh, cushions. Just change one's yes. shape till the last minute where like, yeah, you, you beat your mug and at the end of it, you look completely different. And for me, I feel in that time, um, there is a transformation, right? And you're not yourself. One is not oneself. And... That allows us to step away from every single thing that we know about ourselves. And um, that kind of dissociation I think is very healthy, I think it's important for people to play with their identity and not be so stuck to it, you know. Um, I think sticking and really holding on to things to a toxic level is in a way I feel the plague of our society. So. For me, drag is release from identity and sort of uh, fun and play and all of those things. Um, how did I start performing drag? Ask hmm. me. Uh, one second. Balancing this here. It's very hard to do this uh, on a farm.
0: <laughs> but <it> looks <laughs> it lovely out there, me. yeah.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. This is my um, COVID relief relief measure. Oh. To be honest, yes. How did I start performing drag? Um, I actually have—I think you know this as well. But those for those of you who are watching, or for those of you who will be watching later, um, I spent a few years behind the stage, or behind the screen, or behind the scenes. And um, my career into drag was actually started by Maya, the drag queen, who I see has joined here. Love yes. you, Maya. I—I I wish I could use my hand. Here you go. Yes, Maya the Drag Queen, please follow Maya the Drag Queen. Uh, Maya the Drag Queen is a veteran drag artist and um, a very lovely person who saw something in me and sort of invited me into this world of glitz and glam and uh, that's how it began, backstage, being Maya the Drag Queen's makeup artist, being introduced as a, I don't know, a new kid on the block and just... Being able to see queens do their thing, and it was all too magical for me. Um, I'll get into more of this later, but to be able to see it, and uh, today, to be able to, uh, having imbibed everything that I've seen, I feel now I've slowly started uh, putting my drag identity out there, and uh, I identify as a drag plant. It's just one of those things. And it's like I said, why I do drag is to really step away from the concept of identity and to be able to play with anything, uh, to be able to give myself a little space away from myself so that, you know, one empties the cup so a lot can fill in. Okay, Um, I think our intros have taken way too long and I really want to jump into some of these fun questions um, that the team has put forth for us, right? Yeah. So... I would like to ask you this because I think it's quite pertinent. Um, How is drag different from cross-dressing? What do you feel?
0: Um, First of all like I mean um, these terms like cross-dressing and all like I think the lines are so blurred like we always kind of try to like you know create like a barrier like we are not this we are not them like we do this sometimes Mm -hmm. even with trans people like you know like we're not we're completely not this yet and the thing is that when we started when this whole drag and everything like 10 years 20 years down the line it was there were no like there were no categories like this there was no like a drag queen there were people who were trans who were also identifying as drag queens and they were also like you know cross-dressing like one thing like, leads to the other thing so mm-hmm. you know you really cannot um uh, if you if you if you talk about intention also like why are you doing this so like some people can say that like, you know, drag is something which you're doing because you intend it to be like a performative thing for entertainment purposes for the stage. Whereas cross-dressing is something which is maybe you're doing it for your own satisfaction, for your own, like maybe like for your kink or something like that. But mm-hmm. again, like, you know, like even when you're doing drag, you're doing it for yourself. You're, it's not it's not just a, a character for people. Like for me, you... I'm just, if I'm just talking about myself, It's not just a character for myself, which is like completely fictional. There's nothing related to me in it. Like it is, it is part of me. Like, you know, it is something Mm -hmm. which is a hidden side of me, but it is still something which is very true to me. So it's, it's not just a character. I don't do it just for the stage. Personally, when I do drag, it's not just because I'm out there and performing for people. I'm doing it for myself also. I'm doing it to express the side of myself, which is giving me satisfaction. So... When we talk about cross-dressing and drag and everything, I feel like that we shouldn't be talking about the distinctions because I think very often like one thing leads to the other. People start cross-dressing first then they suddenly feel like, okay, uh, maybe I want to try drag and maybe I want to do it professionally. And so they start calling themselves drag uh, personas. And then maybe some days later they realize, okay, maybe this is something which is about my gender also. So that gives them further insight about themselves. So all interconnected I feel this is this is my opinion I don't think that there is like distinctions yeah
1: I would totally agree a couple of things that stood out for me from what you said which I think I'm going to pick to form my answer as well is performative yeah identity and uh, professional these, these are the right. three things that you know uh, I feel like for cross-dressing one does start cross-dressing or the whole process is more to do with, with one's own self and one's own identity and kind of experimenting with that. But I do feel that there is a performative element to drag. You know, it's Correct. it's there is a glitz and a glam and it's uh, it's like Trixie Mattel says, you're you're, um, you know, beating your face for people at the end of the, the end, end of the rows. room. Right. <laughs> yeah. In the back yes. rows, People have to be able to see that. Um, right. So there's is, there's is showmanship when it comes to drag and and that whole geesh, um, i feel but it's like you said the lines are very very blurred and it's completely okay to kind of jump between the lines as well um so let's smash that question out of the way and get into the the next one um i do want to talk about gender neutral drag this is this is just a topic that's that's come up right and um for someone who is considered non binary, like me, uh, personally, I do not identify with being cisgendered, or with being um, anything. I, I think my thing is that I don't identify. You know, and I just, yeah, I don't want to label, I refuse. <laughs> so gender neutral drag, in a way, um, if I had to label what I do is where I feel I fall anyway, because in my expression of drag, I have seen that um, I am not a drag king, that's for sure, and I am not a drag queen, that's for sure. And in the mix um, that I've seen even Patruni, who is not here with us today, in that that mix of expression is where gender neutral drag falls. Um, My question to you, Lush, is that do you think drag is also stuck in binaries?
0: Um, a lot, large part of it is definitely, like, you know, that we still talk about like The first question which we are asked is like, okay, we've seen drag queens, but then where are drag kings? So the questions are also very, very binary. Like mm-hmm. the, the, we always try to think, you always, what is the opposite of drag queens? It's, it's, it's drag kings basically. And that's why like when you spoke about being a drag plant, I was, I got really excited because I, and even if it's Patruni's drag, it's like as a non-binary person myself, even though my drag is more often than not, like, you know, it's it's more on the feminine side but there have been times when i do like you know play around with gender like when i did my camp look it was it was not Mm -hmm. very traditionally feminine some it it, it scares me sometimes to like you know like to blur that line because you yourself don't know like what that line would look like but then you have to create that for that for the world to be you know for it to be Mm -hmm. visible that's 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 the power of art like you know you're creating something like that and I completely agree with you that the larger yeah. drag thing is definitely divided. But I think that there are new things coming up. There are new forms of drag which are cropping up. Like when I see Dragula, for example, I see yes. those boundaries even more blurred. And there are many, many drag artists now who, like, even for that matter, Hungry, like, you know, when mm-hmm. she does uh, drag, when they do drag, like, it's it's not always like mask or femme. It's, it's something in between. It's just... It's just, it's just a drag on my own. Right? Exactly. Yeah, and that, yeah, is, totally. that is exactly like how I feel about my gender. Like, you know, I don't feel like I belong to any of these categories. I'm just like a thing on my own, like whatever it is. And that, I would love to try that form of drag as well. But but right now, mm-hmm. it's, it's very, very divided. Yeah.
1: I would agree. I do think, uh, quite honestly, uh, this is... Rather than saying that it's my personal opinion, you know, I'm just going to go with statistics. There are so many people who do uh, identify as drag queens and uh, do present themselves as drag queens. And there are people who present themselves as drag kings as well. Um But the blurring of the lines, I don't see it as much. So I feel that the binary does exist. And uh, to be very honest, binaries exist so people can sell us more things, right? I just feel if we were people, um, clothing companies would not be able to have two sections, they would not be, you know, I just feel like things were divided so that the market can be divided and hence the binary exists. Uh, but I feel the binary should not really exist when it comes to art and something like drag, which should, it started because there should be a blurring of the lines, right? Um,
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, but you did touch upon a topic, which was the, when you said drag kings, right? And this is something that is a question for us to discuss as well. The the phenomenon or the, the aspect of drag kings today and the, let's be honest, the shortage of drag kings. I feel that there aren't as many drag kings and for those of you watching out there, drag kings are, um, well, not essentially, but more or less uh, people who are assigned female at birth or do identify as female or do have uh, feminine body parts who perform as drag kings or um, even if they do not identify as female, their their drag expression tends to have a certain masculine expression uh, a masculine direction to it right uh, there are a few drag kings that i know of i think in the world but i think for a large part um the ratio is really really tilting more towards drag queens rather than drag kings what what do you feel about this
0: yeah like like totally like you know there are there is absolutely like just the way the gays dominate the lgbtq spectrum and other groups like tend to have like maybe like lesser space and lesser voice so similarly in the drag scene also there are like lot many drag queens um than there are drag kings or anybody who performs like the masculine they, they like to perform masculinity on stage there are there are many like men also who do that like and they are drag kings as well as roxy andrews uh, drag son Mm -hmm. axel andrews Mm -hmm. and there are many non-binary people also who perform masculinity on stage. so but there is definitely like a dearth um yeah that's that's i think all these things you're talking about the the binary in drag the lack of drag kings that's that's all reflective of what is already existing in the society like you know what is already happening in the community that's only like getting reflected within the art scene as well I feel.
1: Yeah I think so too. Um, we're, we're stepping into very dangerous waters right now with the topic and I really really like it because these are things I, I feel need to be expressed you know. Yeah. One thing that I have seen is that femininity sells you know. Mm-hmm. I really feel that the female body sells the something to do anything to do with female really sells because in today's world I just feel um, that if a car has to be sold there is a woman there or if a certain product has to be sold there is a female model there Um, and I feel there is a link between this particular consumerist or capitalist um, you know trend and the fact that there is a possibility that this could be why there are there is a shortage of drag kings a because it's like you said um there's already a a certain trend that that follows in the society in the community and that just gets translated into the art form as well right um so i feel that the fascination towards the female form in in a way there is some link between that and why there are so many drag queens out there because it's, it's just that fascination that exists in the world and uh, that probably has led to the shortage of drag kings but um, yeah um this is something that I, I i really don't know if it's it's the answer to it can be discussed by us over here because i have no um i do not know how we would Get around to solving that. What do you think could be the solution to increase the number of drag kings that are out there in the world?
0: Um, so it, I, I don't think we can do like anything to change that. We can support drag artists who are performing that, like people like Durga and like uh, and like you know, even like Bidi Like We can support whoever, like, or like you for that matter, you identify as a drag plant. So, like, wherever you see alternate forms of drag. Maybe try and like, you know, go there instead of like going to the most uh, obvious cliche thing. Um, Try other things like, you know, for example, just watch the show Dragula, for example, try it out, see how it, what it does to you. Because when I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race, it was not like I was like hooked on to it from the very beginning. It was something that I gave my time and effort to. Okay, okay let me just watch this, give it a try and see what it does to me and that's how i started falling in love with it so anything for that matter it's not always going to be like okay you're going to fall in love the first time because of course it's going to make you uncomfortable about things about your own conditioning about things that you've always known it's going to if it's something which is challenging your own norms and your understanding of gender right so it's you're not going to always go for it and be like okay this is amazing but if you stick to it, if you give it a chance, maybe if you share people's, like, you know, art, I think maybe that'll give them a chance to grow and you'll also fall in love with it. Um, that's, that's what I think. Because, uh, yeah, like, yeah, that, that's, that's what we have to say. <laughs> yes. I don't think we can do anything about it. And a lot of, uh, also another reason could be that, you know, like a lot of us, like, you know, we have always been very scared of the masculinity part because mm-hmm. it's always been linked to the toxic masculinity thing. And we've always been scared of like men around our lives because they are the other ones who bullied us the most, et cetera, and like you know they are the other ones which seemed more rigid, and we've always had that like you know when it comes to women and like female energy, we've always felt like that is something which could probably like you know has given us some respite from that, so it's like kind of like obvious then that we we worship the female form much more than and we try to run away from the like mask energy like. But even that is not true, because even in the queer community, that mask for mask thing is still very like active in life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know the right answer to this.
1: No, but I think you really touched upon the, the base of it all. It's, it's like you said, the fascination towards the female form and a certain aversion towards masculinity because yeah. of how it's portrayed today and what it has become in a way as well. The toxicity that is associated with right. it and all of that. But yes, uh, it's it's like you said, just uh, ensuring that there is an open mind around different forms of drag, even within the art form in itself. And again, for those of you who are watching, uh, drag does not just mean a drag queen. There are so many things out there. Um, it's just like we said, a certain expression of it is uh more popular and the other expressions are still coming up today and this there's, there's still a lot more uh, to be discovered and explored in fact right and this leads me to a bunch of other questions that you know I, I think we could explore as well since we're talking about other forms of drag um let's take a minute to sort of uh, get back into the basics right one of the questions i see here are pronouns in drag and why Um, What do you feel about pronouns in Drag Lush?
0: I have not been very particular about, like, till some time back, I was not very particular about pronouns in general. Like, I was like, you know, you Mm -hmm. can call me he, she, they. He, it was like never, like, there was nothing constant. There were days when if you called me a he, I would feel very uncomfortable and misgendered. And then there Mm -hmm. were days when you would refer to me as she, and I would still feel very misgendered. And on mm-hmm. some days, they would also not fit very well with me, you know. So I was always trying, this isn't my personal thing. I would always try to mm-hmm. figure out like, ki, what is it? like? So it was always like, okay, today, right now, I'm okay with this. So I would never feel comfortable to tell people, ki, okay, these are my pronouns and you can use them. Because like tomorrow, it's going to change for me. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's how yes. fluid it was for me, right? To feel a little offensive when people used to say he because... Um, You know, like I was like, okay, I'm really feeling my female energy right now. This is like my Mm -hmm. most powerful female form, which is from within me. So uh, calling that he would feel very uncomfortable. Um, They would be completely fine sometimes. So I'm still trying to figure it out. It's, 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 I think it depends from person to person. Um, But for me, when I'm in drag, I definitely prefer she or they do not prefer he. (laughs) at all. So, so that's, that's, Makes that's sense, just
1: how yeah. it is for me. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and pronouns are a very fluid slash tricky topic even today, right? I resonate a lot with you. In fact, in, in what you said about pronouns, because, uh, my preferred pronoun is it. <laughs> yeah. I just feel, uh, that, that there is so much, I feel sexuality and gender uh, at least for me is quite fluid and um, in a manner of speaking i feel like gender is performative as well you know it's it's a certain something that we take on to to project into the world right and it being fluid um holding someone onto he and holding someone onto she and sometimes even holding someone onto they feels really off it depends from person to person um and like you said it, for those of you again who are watching And those of you who will watch in the future, Uh, the best thing to call a drag queen or a drag performer is something of their choice. So it's always respectful to go and ask them what their preferred pronouns are. And if you do see a member of the LGBTQ community or somebody who may not be cisgendered or, you know, may not really... Maybe fall into the box uh, of the norms. It's always good to ask the person what their preferred pronouns are. And if they don't have any preferred pronouns, uh, like Ayush and I, um, there there is no preference. On any given day, I like it because they feels plural and I'm one person. <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think that should just do right. Um, yes, completely depends. Yes. On, on um, the person and it gives everybody a chance to talk to the performer as well, right? It could be a great conversation starter or an icebreaker. Um, if you do not know about the person and if you're not really talking to them, but you have to write about them, like somebody here has asked, uh, it's always great to start with they if you feel that the person falls into may not fall into a cisgendered category seems like they're uh, they could be from the lgbtq community or you they could be fluid in their identity they is an accepted pronoun and they is good to go yeah okay yeah, um, yeah now that that question is out <laughs> of the way um there is a question here about drag on a female body. And this is something I'd like to just take a minute to talk about. Um, I feel that drag on a female body is still something that's a very new topic. It's a new exploratory field. Given that um, there are s- the, the norm right now or the trend is that there are so many uh, people who are assigned male at birth becoming drag queens. And there's a sort of uh, direction to that gender expression, you know, there is a sort of a flip, one could say. And it feels to me like um, drag on a female body right now, or at least the way things are, I see the same thing happen, which is, um, you know, being assigned female at birth and sort of having a masculine expression when it comes to drag Um, but personally speaking as someone who is assigned female at birth and completely refutes any other labels or any any identities um, I do not really think there is a difference when it comes to drag on a female body it completely depends on the expression for example if I wanted to be a drag queen given my female form and the fact that I'm not voluptuous, I would still need to pad myself, right? And I would still need to do the makeup and sort of cut down my features and make it um, kind of morph myself. And if I were to perform as a drag king, I would have to be become more structured, sort of bring more angles to my curves, all of that. Um, and if I choose to do anything that is not stereotypically or very uh, rigidly feminine in expression or rigidly masculine in expression i can pretty much you know do anything else so i don't think that the body or the canvas really matters when it comes to drag it's just your equipment and how you work with it i guess what what do you feel about this tholash
0: i completely agree with you like also because what is a female body? Because, you yeah, know, yeah. In, this, in that sense, because uh, trans women have been doing drag for a very long time. And even though, like, you know, they may not be, like, a female born, like, a female at birth. But mm-hmm. they get their, you know, like, all the enhancements done, everything, right? And that that is the female body. And they've been doing drag. Like, Peppermint, for example, she's she's amazing. Mm-hmm. And she does drag. And she has a female body, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, there are, like, you know, the opposite to it is there are people like Mick, you know, who who are who don't identify as as female like they are like they are trans men and but Mm -hmm. the the body they have is not like the body which like you know which is typical right in that sense so in that sense like again it becomes it 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 all becomes pointless because what you said is is what is key that you know it's like drag is basically creating like a structure it's the art of transformation and you can Mm -hmm. do that going from whatever and you can become into whatever you want to be you want to be a plant you want to be a tree you want to be a god you want to be a goddess you can be and it's not it's not important what the form is that's the that's mm-hmm. the magic of drag yeah
1: makes sense um somebody here i think uh seema mustafa thank you for uh continuing to send us comments here Um, I see a good comment here which says even in drag there's limited freedom from stereotypes. And just that my response to that would be that there are stereotypes that exist and hence they percolate even into drag. Stereotypes can be seen in every single aspect of our existence. And hence they will be seen in every single art form as well. And To be honest, uh, there are certain things that sell, there are certain things that make for great showmanship, and there are certain things that are niche even within an art form, right? So um, drag kings and drag queens would be considered the st- stereotype within drag. But there are also other explorations of drag. Certain artists like like uh, Hungary, like like you had mentioned, Lush. And hopefully me in the future, because I would really like to see what I can do as a drag plant and just, you know, to do, do that out there. I'm so excited um, to see that, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, totally. I've been meditating under trees just to, just to yeah, get the vibe <laughs> and all of it. Yes. That, um, but yeah, I, I think I think what you said really holds good when it comes to this topic. It leads and me to, yeah, no, it's
0: just just about the stereotypes. But like you know, like mm-hmm. some people consider like the whole like you know breast and like hips and nails a very stereotypical thing uh, for a mm-hmm. drag queen to do, and people say that it perpetuates stereotypes about like you know what women should be like. But I would also say that there is a certain like you know wink wink thing in drag when you're doing it, like the whole philosophy, as you said, of drag in the beginning is to say that don't take your identity so seriously. Like, you know, it's not meant to be so stuck, so rigid. Mm -hmm. Whatever your identity is, it's not just related to your gender. But any identity is not to be taken so seriously. So when we are... So even when drag queens are doing that, there is a certain, like, you know, like, self-awareness about it. Like, we are doing it, but see that this Mm -hmm. is not something which is to be taken seriously. As soon as my nails come off, like, that identity also gets out and we perform yes. gender on a daily basis like you said Yes, gender is basically a performance mm-hmm. like right now I'm performing a gender you're performing a, a gender whatever that may be and that's, that's what we're doing so when we're doing it in drag there is a certain kind of like you know we're doing it but we know why we're doing it we're not doing it because we think that this is how it should be and this is set in stone mm-hmm. but we're doing it to show you that this is also fragile and as soon as you remove your makeup, that's that's how fragile identities are. That just as you, you you can become a different person at the end of the night, so can, you know, identities shift and merge and they're so fluid, basically.
1: Yes, excellently put, I must say. Um, and I, I think this holds good, you know. I, I agree with you as well. It resonates that identity is a very, very fluid thing. And I think this is why drag holds its charm for me as well. It's, it's... Um, I think, has been the sole platform that has accepted everything that I have done in my art journey as well um, and, and really given space for it because drag in itself is fluid and meant to sort of bend those rules about identity and not, you know, keep one so rigid to, to certain belief systems and certain thoughts, right? Okay. Um, speaking of bending rules, this, this leads me to maybe one last question that we can uh-huh. discuss amongst ourselves and then maybe open up to any questions that the audience could have right? yes. um, one is drag and its relationship to art or activism or social commentary like what do you think could be the role of drag when it comes to society and you know activism or art or satire um, all of those things
0: I think it's, drag is essentially all those things that you mentioned, like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, drag has historically been connected to activism. Like, it has, drag queens have been the uh, people who have, drag performers in general, like, they have been the people who have been at the forefront trying to bring the community together, like, you know, leading things. Um, Even during the Stonewall, et cetera, those things were happening. So, drag queens were at the forefront at that point of time. I think just the very fact that you dress up in something in we live in a society like right now. I'm in ranchi and i'm discussing mm-hmm. drag with you maybe mm-hmm. at night i'm going to get up into my whole avatar like you know hidden in my room whatever that itself is an act of activism you know your personal mm-hmm. is political you're breaking those norms you're challenging those things and that itself makes it such a um revolutionary thing in that in that sense and of course it's a satire it's a satire on what people expect from gender and and, you know how people go literally they they, they, they just take gender so seriously that they are ready to harm somebody's life you know to that extent so drag is all the things that you mentioned it is activism maybe it's not sometimes it is done very like you know in your face sometimes Mm -hmm. there are examples of drag queens who actually become political leaders of the community but I feel like every person, like when you decide to be a drag plant and when I see, get to see your picture, that itself is activism. You don't have to even write a sentence describing your post, but I will feel your activism because you went and did something which is, which the society deems so unacceptable in so many mm-hmm. ways. So that is, Makes that sense, is the like yeah. drag is an amalgamation of all these things for me. It doesn't even mm-hmm. have to be said. Yeah.
1: Makes sense. Um. Once again, again, there's a lot of resonance in what you're saying and what, you know, I, I wish to say as well. So I'm going to say the things that I uh, wanted to say, which, you know, since yeah. you've already said a lot of them, I will just say the stuff that, that remains. Right. Yes, so to yes. me, I feel that art, social commentary and activism fall somewhere into the same Kind of circle, and depending on its expression, it either becomes art or activism or social commentary, depending on how intense the expression is. Right? Mm -hmm. I just feel that with drag, the person who is donning the drag becomes art. You know, with every other form of art, there is the artist, and then the form of art is somewhere outside of them. But yeah, with um, especially drag, and when it comes to performance art as well. The artist is the art and uh, that I feel is a, you know, takes the person or takes the artist a bit uh, deeper inside themselves. There's a lot of introspection that happens when one dawns on a certain art form. Right. And um, when it comes to activism, it's like you said, just being able to live one's life and live freely is an act of activism. I just, I feel in the world today with so many labels, um, So many labels so that people can sell us so many things, honestly. Uh, Just being able to be free of that uh, and to be able to break those labels makes drag an act of activism in itself. Um, I saw a question here, a very nice one, when uh, you were saying your points about how is one able to go beyond judgment if one is a drag artist? Because you know, doing something like this does call for a lot of attention. And it's not often that one faces, I mean, I think now things are a bit better, at least for me, I feel, but I have seen many instances of drag artists being judged and, you know, facing a lot of backlash and uh, hate on social media, etc. And the question here is, how does one... How does one get on with it uh, or move past it? Um, I just want to give in my two cents on it, and I would I would yes, like for yes. you to talk about it at length. You know, I feel that not caring is key when it comes to you know any any art, anything that one does. Um, ultimately, I the core of it all is that when one is supremely happy with what one does, any art or anything that they're pursuing wholeheartedly. I feel that it becomes good for society at large, because it comes from a happy individual and you know, it comes from a certain wholeheartedness. Um, So ensuring that any art that I put out there or anything that has to do with drag or anything at all, any self expression is wholehearted is key. And ensuring that because it comes, you know, from me wholeheartedly, it is for me primarily and not for anybody else, it is to make myself happy. And uh, just in doing that, I feel there is a certain positivity attached to it. And by far in the last few years, um, I've seen that in being able to do drag or art for myself primarily, uh, it's easier for me to deal with any backlash or judgment or hatred that I could get from social media. I'm thankful that I don't get a lot of hatred from social media. Um, But in the few instances that I have, I just feel that the confidence that comes from doing something for oneself kind of helps one reply with a lot of love. You know, I feel that hate comes from severe misunderstanding, and it's easy to explain to someone rather than hate back at them. So that's just how I would I would deal with it. Uh, what do you feel, Lush? Like, how do you how do you handle these these frictions that can happen on social media?
0: I mean, I completely agree with you that you know, firstly, it has to be something that you're doing for yourself once yes. once, if that is your aim then a lot of things falls in place for you but at the same time like you know uh, what you are saying like about your if it comes from a place of positivity or a place from that you know like that i believe in this or wholeheartedness that sometimes triggers other people's shame especially when it comes to the queer yes. community so so like if you are happy about yourself or about your body that can lead to somebody else triggered by that and be like, okay, how can this person be happy because they themselves are not very happy with their own self. Right. So that triggers. And I completely operate on this basis that, you know, I really do not care. I, it does not bother me when I get hate comments at all. I've got a lot of them key, like, um, you know why? What is this? What was the need of studying law and all when you had to do this? And like you know, is this what you call like you're dressing up as a woman? Is this what your mom and dad taught you? And like you know, all, unki like you know, all that is gone kind of to waste. And they amuse me, but they don't affect me. But there gets to a point where you know sometimes you can't. It it becomes dangerous. Like there are times when the comments get very incessant. Um, it it has happened to my drag sisters when. It, it gets violent. The comments get very abusive and very violent. It does not uh, remain to that level where you can be like, okay, I don't care anymore about this. It is something which does affect you and your mental health. And it deters you from putting out more of yourself. And of course you will overcome it and be like, Even even though like I'm getting this, I will still continue to put myself out there. But it does, there are people for whom, like, you know, it, they may never want to put out their work again because they are so mm-hmm. shamed by it because they are, they feel so bullied by it. It affects their mental health so much that they're not able to overcome it. So that is also a possibility. And that's, that's been happening of late. They have, they have they're like, you know, they're, they're sustained campaigns, specific campaigns where, okay, hate is directed towards one particular creator. And then you'll see flood of comments on that page, on that artist's content, and they'll all be similar. They'll all be very abusive. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you just have to like fight that stuff. It's unfortunate that you have to deal with it. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate is that the burden is on you to explain to them why your existence is valid. And uh, you know, you shouldn't have to explain that to anybody. Like, you know, you're not harming anybody. You're just putting out a po- photo on your own on your own uh, account, right? You're free to f- to see that or unsee that, follow or unfollow, but. It bothers you so much that you're commenting on it so incessantly so yeah I, I don't know the right answer to this it's just unfortunate that that we have to deal with it like you know many people have to deal with this whether it's like yeah that's that's that's, that's what i have to say about it
1: yeah i, I don't think uh, it's like you said i don't think it's something that we can you know like a presto it's yes. come up on a solution really quickly i think it's a human problem this lack of sensitivity that can exist um, hated is something that is directed not just at uh, only drag right there's there's so much hatred out there that is directed in so many things but i would say that if there is something that makes people it's like you said if One is putting oneself out there and it kind of pushes some buttons of people's insecurities. Uh It can come out and be expressed as hatred. And um, I think this is something that I would like to tell all all the artists out there as well. That, you know, hatred that is projected outwards really comes from a place of insecurity. And to remember that when someone is hating on you, to know that it, it comes because the person is insecure about a certain thing that you have made them think about it sort of mellows the effect down. Uh, the words do hurt, but there's nothing one can do about it. But yeah, I, I really don't know if this is something we can um, get a solution on in, in on an Insta Live in five minutes or so, I think. But for those of you, again, who are watching, um, do think about it and let us know or do send the citizen.in uh, message about hatred towards artists or hatred towards things that are new that push the boundaries of the norm, right? And Why does it exist and what can we as society or humans do to to help artists, to help people get over this, this hatred? Um, I'd like to end this, this Insta Live Lush with one last question. And uh, this question again, again, opening um, the conversation up to the audience. If you have any questions, do tell us right here and we'd like to, we'd love to answer it for you. Uh, but one last question I did want to touch upon was the future of drag, you know, the future is a very, um, it's a trigger word for me because I've been severely trying to live in the now and <laughs> not think of the past or the future and where things are going, given that we live in a pandemic at the moment. But what do you feel is the future of drag, given that we, we, ha- we are in the pandemic and everything's become online? Um, where do you think this is going?
0: that's a question which keeps many of us like you know awake at nights. like you know what are we doing mm-hmm. with our lives why are we spending so much investing all our energies finances everything into into this art form but the truth mm-hmm. is that it means a lot to us on a very very personal level as you said that you know firstly we do it because it's for us it makes us happy and then everything else follows so Even though we are in this, again, second wave of pandemic, like we thought last year that by this time things would go back to normal and things were picking up again, like clubs were opening again, you know, the shows were starting to happen again. And then again, this happened and you don't even know when it's going to happen next. So, but even from this place, I would say that the future would be amazing because we are all so resilient and, um, you know, it's not something which is to be celebrated because I think it's something which is thrust upon us it's not our choice mm-hmm. to be resilient but we have to we have no other choice um but like the way i see all my fellow drag performers in india i think it's going to be glorious as as like i think yeah that's that's how it's going to be like i think there are many many new art forms related to drag which are going to pop up and i already see so many new things happening so i think it's going to be yeah amazing that's that's my wish i'm putting it in the, out in the universe. Um, yeah, and I'm like to focusing on now as well as you just said.
1: More power to your wish and and your positivity, (laughs) Lush. I really, really like the answer you put forth. And I would have to agree with you, you know, uh, there's a certain point that you said that struck in my my head where you said that this was teaching us resilience. And, uh, you know, uh, given the pandemic, a lot of live stage shows have sort of stopped. And in every piece of society, in every part of society, what I'm seeing is less intermingling and a lot of solo time, a lot of solo introspection. And I feel that in the world that we live in, when it's so easy to put ourselves out there, oftentimes we jump before we're really ready, you know, and the, the stage always does exist. But um, there is value in being able to introspect into oneself as an artist. So I think this particular time is very important for All of us, all of society, but since we're talking about drag, all the drag artists out there and all artists out there to really reconsider our own art, our own um, expression and, and really spend time to hone that and really go deep within so that when the situation does lighten up, you know, we come back as a renovated form even or a, or a deeper expression of what we already are. And I think that's the gift of time we've been given so far, right? Being able to not do anything and just sit still with our thoughts, honestly, is a gift, um, Absolutely, I feel. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is just going to help us when we do get out there, because um, I think when things do get better, there will be a lot of need for connection. Mm-hmm. People will want to connect. And... All of this introspection that we will be able to do right now is only going to help us connect with people better, and you know make people happier as artists. And I think, since drag is is honestly, uh, some one one of the many things that makes me happy. Drag makes me really happy. Uh, being able to see drag artists perform live is just magic. Um, yeah, so I hope things do change, and it's like you said, so many so many explorations are happening and I feel because of this because we've been able to just be in one place and explore ourselves a bit more and hence new forms are being able to you know come up out there so I think um, the future is good for anyone who's still got doubts out there Um, so with that I think We're also out of time, Uh, but Lush, I would really like to thank you for being such a wonderful co-host slash uh, (laughs) topic discusser slash queen into uh, in this in this segment. And I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot. And um, I learned about many things that I think you and I have in common as well in terms of modes of thinking. So I'm very grateful for that. And thanks so much for being part of this.
0: Thank you. I, it, I was, I, as I said before, I was looking forward to speaking with you because it's been a long time and when like, you know, through drag, when you were like, you know, actually in active in the scene, I was not able to connect with you as much, but I always knew that like, you know, I connected with everything that you were sharing with your stories. So I knew that on a deeper level, I would love to have a conversation with you. So, so glad that I got the chance today.
1: Yes. Um. Also, we'll be uh, DMing you later, so we can actually continue the conversation and not have it be live every time. Yes. Uh, but would absolutely would like to take a moment to thank thank the citizen as well for giving us this opportunity to present ourselves and be able to demystify the topic of drag. Uh, we absolutely missed uh, Patruni today, who is not here with us, but we're hoping they're fine and they're they're. Uh, will be able to join us on on another segment. I hope you're hearing this (laughs) citizen.in to have a sequel of The Art of Drag, round two. Um, Yes, and any questions that you guys still have and would like us to address it, please go ahead uh, and DM either the citizen.in or Lush Monsoon.